the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. It's a nutritious smoothie of creamy, fresh yogurt, vanilla, protein powder, and a mushy banana. For your mind, drink it all down. It's nummy. I want vanilla. I want want vanilla. Uh, Here comes Eric Metaxas. Hey, folks. Welcome to Monday. We all got through the weekend together uh, and separately, both. I, I want to say that uh, today we've got two special guests. Um, number one, Jeremy Stallnecker. He is the co-founder with Chad Robichaux of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. These are heroes, absolute heroes, veterans who care about veterans. Uh, we'll hear from Jeremy today. Uh, he has a new book out, Huge Suicide. Uh, among veterans it's uh, it's such a scandal when uh, when you hear these uh statistics it's almost like it's it's unbelievable every time i hear them i'm like there's no way that's true and it's horrifying to find out that it, that these are accurate yeah this should be on the car on, on the front page of the new york times if they cared about america they would be writing about this or if they cared about veterans it's unbelievable uh we also have david bonson uh who He's been on the program many times before. Uh, I I knew of him through the King's College. Uh, He was on their board. And he is somebody that has gives us a Christian view of work. This is this is very important to me. Uh, So we're going to have a conversation with him. He's got a new book out called Full Time uh, as opposed to Half Time. Full Time. You'll you'll see. I'll, I'll ask him about it. But uh, we're talking to David Bonson today about work, to talking to Jerry, Jeremy Stallnecker about our, our veterans and the suicide um, epidemic, horrifying, uh, and what we can do about it. Yeah. The Foundation. The um, thing I'll say about David Bonson, by the way, is he, I don't know, if, what is Bonson a German name, like German work ethic? Is that yeah, maybe? Yeah. Like yeah, Mac he Pepper. definitely fit, fits that bill. And when you hear him talk about work, you kind you kind of like, you sit up a little straighter, like he's got some old school energy that should that should not be missed by our listeners. He's quite he's quite uh, compelling. Yes. Yes. Uh, OK, so uh, David Bonds and Jeremy Stallnecker. Now, that's today. Uh, now, what else am I doing today, folks? Today, I don't know how I'm going to get through it, but I am taping two sessions of Socrates in the studio. Some of you have heard about this. Uh, if you go to Socrates in the city you can sign up for Socrates Plus. We're doing more and more Socrates in the studio sessions. So today I'm filming two of them. If you are a member of Socrates Plus, you can watch the live stream. You can watch it live while I do these interviews. Also this week, uh, I'm going to be in Philadelphia 
uh, and I'm going to be filming an episode, a new episode, because we've got one in the can. We've already put it out there. A Gentleman's Guide to New York. That's available. If you've signed up for Socrates Plus, uh, you can watch it. Maybe you've already watched it. We'd love to hear your opinions of what you like and don't like. But uh, we're filming a new one. It's A Gentleman's Guide to Philadelphia. So this week I will be in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going to be uh, running uh, up the steps to the art museum with the, with the, with the music from Rocky uh, behind me, swelling behind me. We're actually doing this. That's part of it. I can't tell you the rest of what we're doing. Are but you, you going to f- try to finally uh, fix the crack in the Liberty Bell? Because that someone needs to fix that. Consider it fixed. I'm on it. Uh, I'm going to pray over it. I'm going to pray over it and see if God wants to heal it. But actually, uh, that's happening this week. We're filming that this week, A Gentleman's Guide to Philadelphia. So this is our second one. Gentlemen's guides. It's very quirky and fun, and I hope uh, if you sign when you sign up for Socrates Plus that you check it out and t- and tell us what you think. I really I'd love to get feedback from people. It's kind of fun for me when I hear you know what you like, what you don't like, whatever. And we're going to be posting stuff on Instagram, uh, little clips and stuff. So um, I also want to say that we've launched Letter to the American Church. Chris, you're a producer. Unless it's true. American it's true. And uh, you, yeah. uh, y- have you ever produced a film before? Uh, this is my first film. I think that I've produced uh, actual a feature length film. A lot of what goes into producing is, uh, is picking up your call. That seems to be uh, your phone uh, that seems to be calling all the time and, uh, and then uh, answering it and, and having conversations with people. And you do that a thousand times and then a movie's done. Suddenly the movie's done suddenly after a thousand phone calls. Well, Suzanne, uh, my wife, uh, is also a producer on the film. And when, when, when people watch the film, they will see in the beginning, uh, first of all, the credits are beautiful. Like the whole film is beautiful. It's so beautifully done. Um, but when you watch it, you'll see the names Boops as producers produced by Suzanne Metaxas, Chris Himes. And that, that's when Margaret Sanger's face pops up. And I was like, man... What a yeah. disc you and to Suzanne that your I name know, is on the screen when Margaret Sanger's face is on the screen. Yeah. That's cold. That's some cold. I know. I, I wish we had had some extra money. We could have animated her mouth to try to, you know, bite our names, but uh, we didn't have that in the budget. <laughs> That's sick, Chris. That's why I like you. So well, yeah. Letter to the American Church is out. We want to continue to uh, exhort you to join the movement, letterthemericanchurch.com. There is so much there. You can buy the DVD. Uh, you can get the book and the study guide. I want to encourage people. I mean, there's so many things you can do. When you go to letterthemericanchurch.com, you can actually see there's a list of things you can do. But what's not listed there is sharing the website on social media to get other people involved because we, we want it. There's so many people that don't know anything about this. So if you would just on social media, share letter to the American church.com, put it out there. Number one, number two, ask for a free screening at your church. I mean, this is amazing that we're offering free screenings at churches, absolutely free because we want to get the word out And I I say it, and I'll keep saying it, if your church is not interested in a free screening, and you can sign up at lettertotheamericachurch.com, all the information is there to get a free screening, free, 
Um, you could do it in a theater, you could do it wherever, but it's got to be a church that's doing it, right? But if your church is not interested in this, I have to ask you, why are you interested in this church? What is it about your church? I mean, do you realize, folks, that that's kind of the point of the film and the book, Letter to the American Church, is to wake us up to, to the idea that maybe we're being complicit with evil. We're, we're not aware of it. Obviously, uh, you know, if you're a good person, you go to church, you, you don't want to be complicit with evil. But what if you find out that there were many good German Christians who ended up being complicit with evil, but at the time they didn't realize it. They actually thought, no, 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 we're fine. That's the whole point of the book and the film is to make people understand you're not fine. You're, you're, you're sleepwalking, you're doing church. Meanwhile, evil is rising and God is trying to get his people to speak out and to do something about it and to understand that we're supposed to be part of the solution. We're not supposed to be playing church. So uh, I, I want to ask you to go to lettertotheamericanchurch.com and get involved. Uh, sign your church up, spread the message. Uh, another thing we keep talking about is, you know, if you want to do a small group study in your church, we have study guides available. You can get the study guide uh, and and you can do a small group study. I think if you do a small group study in your church, you're going it, out of that naturally is going to arise hey, here's how, what we want to do in our community. Here are the things that we can do to get involved. I think you know, talking uh, in a small group oftentimes leads to action. So that's why we created the study guide uh, for Letter to the American Church. And before we go to our guests, David Bonson and Jeremy Stolnecker, I should reiterate that the book, Letter to the American Church, all of my books, but now Letter to the American Church, is available at mystore.com. That's Mike Lindell, mystore.com, of course, mypillow.com as well. If you use the code ERIC, uh, you get a good discount. You get a really great discount on some of my books at mystore.com if you use the code ERIC. Uh, but if you go to mypillow.com, use the code ERIC, help support the program. We need your help. But uh, the, the announcement is that uh, almost all of my books are available at mystore.com with the discount code ERIC. And now, Letter to the American Church is available at mystore.com. So if you want to buy it there and help out Mike Lindell, help out this program, use the code ERIC. Letter to the American Church is available at mystore.com. Get involved. Be a part of being the solution. Uh, and we'll be right back. God bless you. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I am proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas, patriotmobile.com slash metaxas, or call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code metaxas. Join me. Make the switch today. That's patriotmobile.com slash Metaxas. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. 
In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out snow cement and ivory on towers hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hey there, folks. Welcome back. Uh, I have as my guest right now... Jeremy Stahlnecker, uh, who's been on the program before. He is the co-founder of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. They are heroes. Jeremy, welcome. Eric, thank you so much. Always an honor to be able to speak with you. Well, listen, the, the work that you guys do, uh, rather than my trying to say it, before we talk about your book uh, and what's on your mind right now, Talk a little bit about the Mighty Oaks Foundation. I've had the privilege of hanging out with you guys, you guys meaning you, uh, Jeremy Stallnecker, and uh, uh, your your co-founder, Chad, yeah. Chad Robichaud. Yeah. Just seen him a bunch of times. But what is, for, for my audience, just so they understand kind of who you are and, and what you do at Mighty Oaks, t- talk to my audience about that first. Yeah. yeah, we serve the military community, meaning veterans, active duty service members, uh, and their spouses, and also serve those in the first responder community. And most of the folks that we help that we're serving are dealing with some degree of trauma, whether it's related to their service in the military, you know, it's combat trauma, that post-traumatic stress that we hear so much about. Uh, often it's trauma that happened in childhood. And many of the folks who attend our programs uh, were abused as children. They carried that into the military and then had to deal with all the things that happened in the military. And that you know, made their adult life very, very difficult. We help those who are in the first responder community dealing with the traumas that they have to deal with every single day. And our approach is a little bit different than a lot of other programs. And I'm thankful for a lot of good programs that are out there. But we bring men and women to uh, one of our facilities, men or women to one of our facilities. We have men's programs and women's programs. We have five facilities across the country. 
We cover the cost of travel to get there. We cover the cost of the program. We have incredible supporters that make that happen. And when they're with us for that week, we talk about trauma. We talk about the things that happen to us. We talk about post-traumatic stress, what it is, what it isn't. And then we talk about how to move forward in spite of what's happened to us. And, you know, we spend some time talking about it, but the reality is all of us have dealt with trauma, whether you're in the military or the first responder community or not, we know what that's about. But on the other side of that trauma, we make decisions. And a lot of people make some very damaging decisions and and we could go through the whole list of things that happen, but then they find themselves in a place where they have to ask the question, how do I move forward from here? And that's really what we address. We talk about how to move forward in spite of what's happened to you. And how do you do that? By aligning your life to the life that your creator, God, created you to live. And when you do that, and we spend five days talking about that and trying to break that down, and, and our instructors try to model that. All of our instructors come from the military community. All have been students in our program. And so uh, they're not speaking from a top down. This is kind of a peer-to-peer, eyeball-to-eyeball perspective. We model that. And what we understand is that when we align our lives to the life God created us to live, the stuff in our past, the traumas, the trials, the difficulties, the obstacles, those things don't go away, but they don't have a hold on us anymore. There is hope, and we can continue to move forward with hope, purpose, uh, meaning, and value in spite of all of those things. And so we've had the privilege of doing that for over 12 years. We've had more than 5,000 folks come through one of those week-long programs. On the other side of that, we walk that out. So hopefully the decision is made to move forward during that week. But then we have an incredible aftercare team that helps to provide counseling and mentorship and all of the tools that are needed to carry that forward. Uh, So that's our legacy program side. We talk about legacy. That's what we call that program. But we also do a lot of resiliency speaking to the active duty community as well, trying to prevent the problem. So we kind of have two things going on. Uh, We have resiliency, which is let's not get there. Let's build the right things into your life right now. And then we have recovery, which is our program. So we try to work on both ends. And how did you, Jeremy, get involved in this? Because I I remember, I know Chad's story, uh, which is amazing. He's been in this program. But what, what was your way... Uh, into this, into this work that you're doing with Mighty Oaks? So I was uh, I was in the Marine Corps. I served as an infantry officer, um, did several things, but my last deployment was to Iraq in 2003. Uh, 1st Battalion, 5th Marines, my battalion was uh, part of the initial push. We breached the berm on the center axis of advance and made our way to Baghdad. Um, so that was that was my military life. That was my last deployment. I came home from that deployment, left the Marine Corps, and went into full-time ministry. So kind of like, again, two ends of, of the spectrum uh, from combat operations. A month later, I was working on a church staff and uh, God used that in my life. But in the course of being in ministry, I met Chad Robichaux, um, who you've spoken to often. Um, he had struggled with post-traumatic stress, had uh, someone in his wife's church actually mentor him to a place of understanding what it was to have a relationship with God. Um, and and he, he would say he felt like he found the cure for this post-traumatic stress thing and wanted to tell as many people as he could. We met as him and his family had just started Mighty Oaks. Um, and, and Chad, you know, he's super charismatic and he's a go-getter and he can get people to follow. Um, what he didn't have at the time was a ministry background, you know, meaning putting curriculum together and, you know, structuring programs and those kind of things. And so we met when that was happening. He said, hey, I, I'd love to have you come on board and, and help with this. And it's funny, Eric, I, I've talked about this in the past, but at that moment in my life, when I met Chad, I would say if you asked me that post-traumatic stress and those things were not real, 
people people struggled we all struggle but it's not a real thing and i remember when i met chad there was a group of marines there as well uh, marines that i had served with kind of a weird circumstance marines i had served with in iraq and i started to hear stories of brokenness suicide divorce loss all on the other side of their combat experience and um I mean, God really laid it on my heart, man. You said you were going to take care of these guys and you tried to take care of them in combat, but then you came home and, and really abandoned them. And, and it was all of those things happening at the same time. And and I knew that that's what I needed to be a part of. Um, and, and it was funny. I went home and told my wife that she said, look, you've got the same problems. All of them have, <laughs> you're just better at hiding them. And so uh, it's been a long process, even personally working through some of that. Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, our, our wives often, like say, we'll say the harsh thing or the <laughs> yes, tough thing. A- and to some extent, it's not true in the sense that, I mean, because you know, when you're close to somebody, they can say something like that. But the reality is because you're a Christian, because you knew Jesus, you really were better at dealing mm. with what you had been through. You had some tools, even if right. you hadn't used them totally. But people like Chad, yeah. people who, who go into war zones right. – experience hell and they're not equipped to deal with it the the human person basically uh is made in god's image and when we see evil and we see these things it just like rapes us in our psyche we're violated we do it and when what do you do about that where do you go with that alcohol drugs abuse violent whatever it is you've got to do something to deal with it and one of the things, and this leads us to your book, one of the things a lot of people um, do ultimately is say, I can't handle it and I'm yeah. out and they want to commit suicide. And I got to say, uh, I know Chad's story, uh, how he wanted to kill himself. And uh, it's so dark. And there are so many people that have served this nation who come home, they don't get the help they need. And, you know, to put it bluntly, God, only God can heal yeah. some of the stuff that people go through. And if you don't know God or you don't ha- know somebody who can point you to God's healing, where do you go? There's no place to go. It's hopeless. And so you try to take your life. And so I know the numbers of people that have served this nation that are taking their lives every day. It is such a scandal Jeremy, that when I hear about it, it's it's unbearable to me. Yeah. So you uh, have written a book. I want to talk about it. Brand new book, folks. It's called Not the Solution, Winning the Battle Against Suicide. So Jeremy Stolnecker, uh, y- you're you're big on this subject because you're you're mm. you're seeing it up close. Yeah. What what led you to say I've got to write a book about this? Not the solution uh, about suicide not being the solution. We have been addressing this just in the course of the programs that we have since the very beginning. Obviously, this has been an issue that the veteran community has addressed and is trying to address. Uh, We have kind of camped on that 22 uh, suicides a day in our veteran community. We've camped on that number, 22 a day. And and that's what we're told. We have been told for a long time. I can't take that in. I mean, every time I hear you say that, I just say this, this is such a scandal. This is such a scandal 22 suicides is is uh w- w- what is this 600 a month 600 people are killing themselves 650 it's, it's, people are killing themselves every month killing themselves every every people. hour every hour of every day 
because even that number, I think, skews to the low side. Every hour of every day, someone who served our a country in the military takes their life every hour of every day, this hour, next hour, and every hour after that for the rest of the day. And that continues. So this problem is huge. And, and again, to put some of that in context, because it's hard to get your mind around those numbers in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, there were just over 7,000 service members that died. There were a lot of reasons for that. Some were accidents, um, some were actual combat deaths, but just over 7,000 that died in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan over 20 years. Suicide deaths among those who served in Iraq and Afghanistan is over 30,000. So you have okay, just over 7,000, and then 30,000 come home and take their lives. Honestly, uh, we've got much more. This is a vitally important subject. The book is not the solution. Winning the battle against suicide. Jeremy Stallnecker is my guest. We'll be right back. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep, promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedics has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing 100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles. Support your health while helping others in need. Go to Nutramedics, that's N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com, Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Again, Nutramedics, N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com, Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Welcome back. Talking to my friend Jeremy Stallnecker who is the co-founder of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Check it out, Mighty Oaks Foundation with Chad Robichaux. Um, we're talking about a tough subject, uh, but you've written a book, Jeremy, addressing it. The new book is called Not the Solution, Winning the Battle Against Suicide. You were just saying uh, before we went to the break that every hour, someone who has served uh, in our military takes his life you said that that's whatever 22 plus a day so you know you do the math folks it's like 600 plus a month that that, that is mind blowing to me in this country that that many people are killing themselves so this is a 
to me, it's a scandal against the U.S. government, frankly, um, that somehow uh, we're not dealing with this, that it takes you and Chad uh, and the Mighty Oaks Foundation to step up to deal with this. But um, so you you wrote the book, Not the Solution. And and, and wh- what do you say uh, in, in this book? Because, again, this is for, for me, the headline is that the whole world should know or at least every American right. should know what is happening. You just said 7,000 people died uh, in was it in Iraq or Iraq and Afghanistan? Iraq and Afghanistan. OK, so yeah. uh, 30,000 have taken their own lives. Right. So way, way, way more. So you really could say that the death toll is 37,000 sure. because they wouldn't have taken their lives if they hadn't been over there serving their country, seeing what they saw and then coming back here. And I mean, that everybody should at least know about this, should yeah. know the price that is paid because it's not enough just to say, oh yeah, they gave their lives. No, no, no. Beyond that, there's a price. And the price that that these men and women pay often results in them taking their own lives, which again, it, it's incredible. But so why did you write this book, Not yeah. the Solution? So we had we had talked about writing a book like this, and, and we have a couple of other books, one on resiliency, one on post-traumatic stress. And we had talked about writing this one for a long time. And my pushback has always been, there are a lot of great books written on this subject. There are organizations that are specifically dedicated to this. And as the wars have tapered off the wars specific specifically in Iraq and Afghanistan, and we're bringing service members home. Hopefully the issue will begin to taper off and go away as well. But recent data research statistics have demonstrated to us that the problem has not only not gone away, it's gotten much worse and, and much worse culturally 2023, 50,000 Americans. I mean, this is outside of the military. 50,000 Americans took their lives. Second leading cause of death in most demographics is suicide in the United States. So in the military, it's a problem, continues to be, it's getting worse, it's getting worse culturally. And we have been addressing this through our programs for, you know, over 12 years. And so we wanted to put that down. And really, this book is us talking about the problem. Uh, Just again, as you mentioned, so people understand the scope of the problem, but then talking about the, the course or the path that we have used as an organization to address this and to deal with a loss of identity and a loss of purpose, which really are the the root issues that lead to this hopelessness that leads to suicide and how it is possible outside of, you know, a lot of therapies and a lot of drugs and a lot of other things that are being used. It is possible when aligning your life to your creator to find hope and purpose and identity and move forward in a meaningful way. We've seen this happen thousands of times through our programs and it was just time for us to go, all right, someone needs to look at this differently. Let us do it because we've been doing it and we'll make it available to as many people as we possibly can. Well, I mean, it's fascinating because, you know, Pope John Paul II uh, spoke of the culture of death. Yeah. We are now living, I mean, 50,000 suicides a year in America. Yeah. That's the culture of death because there are these messages that are going out in the culture. And folks, it's the voice of the devil. This is the opposite of what God says. God says you are infinitely valuable. Right. I would die for you and i did yep. die for you for you alone not for humanity for you alone you are precious to me that's what god says yeah. the culture says you're nothing uh your life is what you make of it it has no intrinsic meaning um in fact 
you're you're just an animal uh you're an intelligent animal but you're you're no different than any other animal and whether you live or die is not consequential there is no eternity those messages have been pumped out for decades and decades and decades people take that in it's all around us and when you do take in those messages suicide seems like a logical option and obviously your book not the solution says it's not a logical right. option this is not the solution for you whatever you have believed to take yes. you to that place is a lie and people need to know there's such a thing as truth and there's such a thing as lies and the stuff that tells you that's the way to go is a lie and by the way folks it's a lie from the pit of hell it's a lie from your enemy the devil who hates you and who hates the god who loves you and and that's what we're dealing with in this culture. So yeah. this is a national scandal. And what you just said, the second leading cause of death, I want to say that should be a newspaper headline. People right. should be talking about this. Why is this? What kind of a culture are we living in where we're in a place where that many people are choosing to kill themselves? It's yeah. mind-blowing. It, it's absolutely mind-blowing. And, you know, it's interesting as we talk through this issue of suicide is – all of us can relate to dark moments in our lives, and yet not all of us come to the conclusion that the solution is ending our life. Going back to what you said earlier, there is a framework for people of faith. You know, for myself, I came home, I made a lot of bad decisions. I was in ministry, treating my family terribly. My wife probably should have left me the way I was treating her, but I had a framework around me of faith. So when I got off track, I had people come into my life that got me back onto track, and I could tell that whole story. But it, it when we kept come, me... actually, when we come back, I want you to tell that story. The book is not the solution. Jeremy Stolnecker, we'll be right back. Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support to thank you. They're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever. When you use promo code Eric and you get free shipping for the entire order, get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more to get the best specials ever. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Eric. Again, MyPillow.com. Use promo code Eric. Remember, you get free shipping on your entire order. You can call 800-978-3057. 800-978-3057. Use promo code Eric. Welcome back. Talking to Jerry, Jeremy Stolmnecker, who is the co-founder of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. New book is not the solution, winning the battle against suicide. So talk about your story. Uh, and again, what led you to, to write this book, yeah. not the solution. You made the point earlier that, you know, it's different for someone of faith going through traumatic situations than it is for someone not. And when I came home, so I was, I was a Christian. I had been raised in a Christian home. I went to Iraq. We were, um, the first Marines into Iraq, we made our way to Baghdad, April 10th. The Battle of Baghdad was was our fight, um, an incredible fight. That was my final combat engagement, came home, and, and literally 30 days later, I was working on a church staff. Um, I was out of the military. Again, the, the purpose, the identity, all of those issues that we talk about, 
Um, I had lost all of those things. And now I was working in a place with a lot of volunteers that didn't seem to care with church staff members that didn't seem to take life very seriously. And uh, I became frustrated, which led to anger. Um, and I took that out on my family. Um, I was very angry and, um, you know, I never, never hit my wife or my kids, but I did everything just short of that. I knew that was the line. Right. Um, and so our home was a very unhappy place. My, my church staff, um, that I was a part of was a very unhappy place. I would cause as much chaos as I possibly could. And and so much of that was my hurt and my brokenness, but I had this framework of faith. I had a pastor who, after several months, called me in his office and said, hey, man, this is not working. We've got to figure this thing out. Uh, I had a wife who, in spite of everything that I was doing to her and the way that I was treating her, stood up and fought for me and fought for our family. I had a dad who loved me and had been you know, my mentor throughout my life that spoke harsh truths to me. And it took me a lot of years to get my, you know, kind of my path figured out, but I was confronted in my bad behavior by the people that were already present in my life. That's the difference between, you know, a person of faith and someone who has those faith structures and a church home and a church family and Christian people around them and someone who doesn't someone who doesn't, who experiences the same things that I experienced and have the same, you know, issues that I had, but doesn't have that framework will begin to self-medicate, will begin to make very bad decisions that lead to more hopelessness, more loss, more frustration, more anger, and ultimately can, if not stopped, lead to this decision to end your life. Because, and, and you said this, and it, it's so important to go back to this, it, for those who decide to take their lives I used to say things like it's a coward's way out and all those things. Really what it is, and I've talked to hundreds of people who've been at this point, it's a rational decision to deal with what seems like absolute hopelessness in their lives. Now, I can look at it from the outside and say, well, it's not rational because of X, Y, and Z. And that's what the book is about. Let's give you a rational path forward. But in that moment of brokenness, hopelessness, despair, and darkness, it seems very rational. And so what the book does seeks to do is to confront that with truth. And the truth is God, your creator has a plan for you in spite of what happened in your past, in spite of how you may be feeling right now, let's confront how you're feeling with real truth and understand that your identity is not in that stuff. Your identity can be in God, the creator in Jesus, your savior. And you can find in that a new life, the new creation that comes from aligning to him and we spend time in this book addressing three groups. We address those who are struggling right now, hope, purpose, direction. It can be found. We spend time addressing families who have family members that are struggling. I put a whole section in there on what can you do if you have a family member who's struggling. And then pastors or ministry leaders who have people in their congregation or in their churches that are struggling. A lot of pastors come to me and say, we don't know how to help these folks. You do. You have the Bible. You have the tools. And we outlined some of that for them as well. But addressing the hopelessness, the brokenness, the despair, the trauma, whatever it is that got you to this point, addressing that, confronting that with truth. You know, it's interesting um, that when you talk about coming back from Iraq, okay, you've been through living hell. You've seen yeah. stuff and you come back to this like happy, clappy church situation yeah, yeah. where people now to me, that's part of the problem to be living in a culture where there are people yeah. who are fundamentally unserious. They don't know that there is evil in the world, that Jesus right. didn't die on the cross 
to make our lives 10% happier. He came to defeat evil. Yes. And I think there are a lot of people that they're living fundamentally unserious lives. They, they, they're not living as though uh, your life is a sacred gift, that you're chosen by God to be a warrior uh, in the battle between good and evil. They kind of act like, hey, I'm just kind of, you know, just having a, it's about having a fun time. It's about, you know, whatever, following my bliss or whatever cliche that it's sort of self-centered and it's fundamentally unserious. And I think when you've stared at evil and death and violence and seen uh, buddies killed, you, you just think, wow, it's painful to be around people who are living a lie because that's ultimately what's going on is that people who are living fundamentally unserious lives who aren't dealing with evil. And again, this doesn't mean you're supposed to walk around, you know, sure. dour and sure. miserable and angry. But the point is that to, to, to understand that we live in a world where people sacrifice their lives, people sacrifice everything so that we can be free so that we can have uh, you know, I can work in a nice church and we can, you know, worship the God we want that, that on some level we've drifted in this culture uh, from respecting that idea and understanding that we're all supposed to be a part of that uh, to kind of like, well, we farmed it out to some professionals and, yeah. and, you know, and, and I think that, you know, if I came back from a war zone to people who clearly didn't understand what I had gone through or what mm. millions of Americans have gone through to serve their country, it's sort of offensive. It's upsetting. It's confusing. And so that that's part of it. In other words, we talk about the culture of death. So you're, you're, you're getting um, people who, really avoid it in one way by by escaping into nonsense and and then you get um other people that have seen it but they don't know god's solution to yeah. it and so they they want to escape through suicide i guess it it's it man I'll t so i had been on a church staff for six months and, I, and i'm in a great church and those were great people but again they just had no concept of of any of this and so i'd been there for about six months the unit that i deployed to iraq with came home of course we all came home and uh, six or seven months later, they deployed back to Iraq. I wasn't there. I was out of the Marine Corps, but my unit was there. And the first battle of Fallujah happened, a lot of loss, a lot of death, terrible battle, of course. And my folks were there. My Marines were there. And I remember hearing there was a certain day that I heard that some of the Marines that I had served with that were in my platoon had been killed in Fallujah. This battle's happening. All this is happening. I remember sitting in a church staff meeting and you know, people were coming in and we're kind of gathering. And, and I mentioned to some of the folks there that this had happened. And some of the folks I had lost uh, or uh, served with had been lost. And I was broken for a lot of reasons. One, I felt like I should be there instead of at home. And I felt like I should be serving. And, and there's so many things wrapped hey, up Jeremy, in that. Forgive me. We're going to a hard break. We'll be right back. Uh, this is an important story. Don't go away. Talking to Jeremy Stallnecker, the book is not the solution, winning the battle against suicide. You were just talking about hearing that your buddies had been killed in the Battle yeah. of Fallujah, and you're in a church staff meeting. Yeah. I cannot imagine the dissonance of, of, of thinking about your buddies who've lost their lives, and then the people you know who ostensibly your buddies were fighting for in, in a staff meeting, obviously having no real clue of, of yeah. what you're going through or what's going on on their behalf on the other side of the world. And it was, you know, it was pretty raw in, in me at that time, just because of the time I hadn't been home that long and I was still trying to process things and understand things. Again, I was very angry at home. I was not fun to be around on that church staff. 
And then I sat there and tried to explain like, man, these guys I served with, they just been killed and I, I should probably be there. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to process this. And everyone in the room listened. They were very courteous. They listened. And when I got done talking, it was one of those moments where there was, you know, a second or two of silence. And it was like, all right, let's get on with our, our meeting. And, and there was, you know, at least from my perspective, no acknowledgement of anything that I had said or what I was trying to communicate. Thankfully, a lot of that has changed. That was 2003. A lot has changed, particularly in, in the ministry world. But to your point, if the place that we go for hope, the place that we go for truth, the place that we go to understand and contextualize this stuff that we've been through, if that place cannot point us to Christ in that moment, then we're in a very, very bad place, a very difficult day. And, and that's where a lot of people find themselves. They go to the place, to the source of hope, and the folks there are not qualified or unwilling, or as you mentioned, unserious uh, in their approach to that, and they don't find it. And so they move on. Well, it seems to me uh, the uh, the sequel to my book, Letter to the American Church, which is coming out in April, is called Religionless Christianity. Mm -hmm. But I talk about this a little bit, this idea that um, there are people that are merely religious, and, and yes. they don't have the deep answers that Jesus wants us to have. And so they're kind of going through the churchy motions, this churchianity, uh, but they don't have the real answers. And so if you're part of a church like that, uh, at some point, especially men, uh, you, you know, who kind of, uh, you know, have more of a warrior mentality, they get kind of fed up. Like this is just kind of bubble gum. This is not, it, it doesn't feel right for me. Uh, but then I think a lot, there are a lot of pagans out there, a lot of good people that they look at churches and they go, whatever that is, it's not what I'm looking for. I'm hungry sure. for something deep and real and true and healing. And I don't know if it exists, but if it exists, it's not in that church. And so I kind of think that that's part of, you know, what you guys at Mighty Oaks bring is you 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 bring the real healing of Jesus, which is just a monumental concept that that there is healing for our deepest pains and wounds in God, but we have to access it. Uh, truly, not just, you know, on some surface level. Right. Um, so not the solution is the book winning the battle against suicide. Just got a minute left. Uh, final thoughts, Jeremy, if you would. Yeah, my final thought is, is very simple. We want as many people to get this book as possible. So there is a free digital download. So free, that's the word, digital download at notthesolution.com, notthesolution.com. Please go and check that out. You can also share that with people in your life that need it. Um, this was written from our heart and watching a lot of broken people try to figure out how to move forward. And we want to help you. So please go not the solution.com. I just love that, that you guys uh, are able to do that and that you're doing it. Not the solution.com winning the battle against suicide, not the solution.com, a free download available, um, you know, to my audience folks, this is real. Uh, and uh, it's, it's an honor that I get to know people like uh, Jeremy Stallnecker and Chad Robichaux, who have really put it on the line, have been through hell and have found God's healing and are now bringing the Lord's genuine healing uh, to people. He is the only solution for what ails us. And, uh, you know, we don't have a, a Biden administration is not exactly pointing people in that direction. That's another conversation. Right, but right. Uh, I want to do that on this program. So check out notthesolution.com. Check out the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Uh, Jeremy Stallnecker, joy to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Really appreciate it. Right. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.